to Architecting. I'm your host, Angela Mazzi. You made it. This is the landing pad for raw honesty about connecting your career with your purpose. I'm going to give you the tools you need to be an unapologetic advocate for yourself and others, because if you're here, you believe that the space we surround ourselves in matters and you're committed to project by project building a better world for all of us. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Hey, Bright Lights, it's Angela, and welcome to this episode of Architecting. Today, I wanted to focus a little bit on the new paradigm that we are in. I think a lot of us are feeling the pressure of extra stress, being busier than ever, having everything be hard. I mean, have you noticed that? I feel like even the simplest routine errands, things I used to do without even thinking, have now got 20 more steps involved and are more difficult. I think the most important thing we can do right now is to realize that we are really at a turning point. This is an extraordinary moment in history literally everything we thought we understood, thought we knew, has been called into question by this pandemic. You could meet it in a lot of different ways. Many people chose to meet it in a fear-based way, batten down the hatches. Many people chose to meet it in a resistive way of defiance and pushing back and I'm going to do as much as I can, as often as I can. But the real lesson of this moment is to learn from the disruption. We know in business that as a good idea or an innovation begins to be adopted more and more and begins to age, that it becomes ripe for a market disruptor. Someone who's going to find a way to do something that completely calls into question an existing system and that's going to revolutionize everything. The cell phone, for example, was an invention but the smartphone was a disruption. So think of it that way. When someone just puts things together in a way no one else has thought of before that calls into question the way that we normally do things and introduces an innovation so powerful that it changes everything. Instead of being annoyed Instead of being stressed out or frustrated by how things are going today, how can we look for ways to be the disruptor? That is really the big question that's in front of all of us, but it's also the big opportunity. I think we're already seeing that we're thinking about the workplace differently. It's less about being physically present and more about converging resources wherever they might be into a virtual presence and a virtual collaboration. Think about how powerful it is to connect with anyone 
anywhere at any time and how freeing it is to be outside of the structure of a rigid workday that required you to work in only one way. While virtual work can have its downside and be frenetic and feel chaotic, it doesn't have to. You could create a new system that leverages the advantage of virtual work and really puts you in a different position to be not only more productive, but to outsource things that are not your strength because it's easier to delegate, easier to reach people, easier to leverage other talents and other abilities to create a solution. And so as we leverage these things, what we also get an opportunity to do is to really embrace how this productivity can, if we let it, give us more white space on our calendar. And this is where I think most of us have really seen the big fail during the pandemic is that we found ourselves doing more and more instead of doing more than less. We know that we need time to stop. We need time to regenerate ourselves. We need time to do things that have nothing to do with our work or chores we have to do or anything else that just really give us that spiritual break, that creative break, that mental break, that social break. This is actually proving very tricky to do as we navigate a freer calendar. So can you imagine five years ago thinking, I wish that I had more flexibility in my schedule. I wish that I had more freedom to work when I want, right? We longed for this. Now that we have it, instead of using it to our advantage, we've used it to try to pile on in our lives. And as we look to tame the chaos, we have to remember that no innovation that is time-saving actually unlocks time for your regeneration unless you make it a point to do that. Just think back even a hundred years ago and all of the inventions and technologies that have come about since then and all of them touted how they were going to give you more free time, make things easier. And yet, we probably are under more stress today, have less free time than that person living back a 100 years ago. And that's because we are not taking a stand for that time. We are looking to fill the vacuum rather than embracing the freedom. It's time to really take that step back and say, I still don't want to work more than an eight-hour day, but how do I deconstruct that eight-hour day and make it an eight-hour day that works the best? And it might mean you're starting later. It might mean you take a break and go back to work in the middle. There's more freedom, but if you do not actively prioritize your self-care 
you're going to find that you crowd it out with a to-do list. That is why it feels like not only is there more chaos, but more stress. Remembering that the chaos is really a disruption, a calling into question, an invitation that you, as a creative person of all people, should be super excited about, right? That's what we do as creative people. We question. We don't accept the status quo. We don't do it the way it's always been done. We say, what else could it be? How could it be different? And we have this great opportunity to reconstruct our lives, to redefine productivity and incorporate self-care into that equation. Don't just ride the wave of whatever's thrown at you. Don't just get lost in the vortex of chaos. Really look for how you can take what serves you and build it into your day and let go of what doesn't. And as you do that, make sure that you're really clear, right? We've talked about this so much on this podcast. Foundational to anything you do is tapping in, is asking yourself whether whatever it is you're going to do is in some way aligned with your purpose, If you're struggling to find your purpose, if you're newer to this show, I'm happy to work with you with one-on-one coaching. You can just email me, Angela, at Architecting Podcast, and we can talk about how we could work together. Find your purpose and then get really clear in every moment about what you want to do. We talked in the last episode about how Being in a state of joy and grace and ease is not something we are taught that is our birthright, but it actually is. That is the only state of being that you were meant to be in. Now, it doesn't mean that things aren't going to happen, but when you find yourself out of that state, that's your cue that you need to reset back into it not a sign that it was too good to be true or that things are as good as they're going to get or that there's a limit to doing what you want. That is really the invitation of our modern world post-pandemic is that we get to awaken to the knowledge that we get to do what we want. We actually are in a process of being freed from obligation energy, from feeling like there's only one way to do it and we have to suck it up, like it or not. Instead, we get to tap into how we're feeling, what we want and what we don't want, and really make conscious and intentional decisions And if you think about that, how many times during the day are you just on autopilot? How many times do you just do something because it's in front of you instead of stopping and really thinking about, do I want to do this? Do I have to do this? Who else could do this? What is the highest and best use of my time in this moment? 
And when you ask that question, don't always make it about work and what you consider quote unquote productivity. Sometimes the highest and best use of your time is taking a walk or taking a nap. So really check in with yourself and where you are and what would serve you best, knowing that what serves you will help you to serve others. Really want you to start training yourself to ask that question. Making sure as you ask it that you are aware that you have resources. Every single one of us has resources. We get so stuck in our need to control a situation that we take on way more responsibility for the outcome than we need to. We don't need to overperform. So maybe we could cut out some of the steps. We forget that we empower other people when we delegate. Even to your kids, how much at home do you just do rather than delegating it? In that taking over, you're telling your kids that they're helpless. You're not teaching them resourcefulness. Even a toddler feels empowered when they have something that they get to be responsible for doing. Really look at what you're about to do and ask that critical, critical question. Who else could do this? Maybe you could hire help of a cleaning service that comes every other week. And it might seem like, oh, that's an expense. But what is it costing me to be aggravated that the house is a mess and that I don't have time to clean it? What is it costing me when I spend a Saturday cleaning instead of doing something fun with my kids or relaxing? What is the real cost of not outsourcing that? Remember, when we think about productivity, that it isn't about produce, 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 because that's exhausting and that's depleting. It's really about channeling our resources, using them as efficiently as possible, and looking for the moments to build up our resources. That is as much a part of the productivity equation, right? If you think about it. You can't just send energy and resources out. You need to put that energy and resources back in. Take advantage of the way that we are restructuring our lifestyles. We are redefining what it means to work, but at the same time, we have to redefine what it means to play, what it means to relax, what it means to recharge. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to to join me and listen in to this podcast. And definitely, if you are enjoying it, make sure that you rate, review, and refer this podcast to others. 
make sure that you share your thoughts. Definitely come on over to Instagram or LinkedIn. Share your thoughts on the Architecting Podcast page. The links are in the show notes. I'd love to hear what about today's episode really, really resonated with you. And I also want you to stay tuned. I am planning some exciting live events that I'm going to be announcing soon. And I'm also going to be offering my stressless success class in January. So definitely want to get in on that as well. We are going to really be focusing on ways to reclaim your greatness instead of constantly feeling like you are being eroded by the pressures and demands of life. Because I know if you are listening in, if you are part of this community, you feel called to make a difference. You can't really have the impact you were meant to have if you feel exhausted and depleted, if you feel made wrong for your passions, if you're not sure about next steps. And I really want to take a stand for all of you in this community to let go of what's holding you back, to really do what it takes to be your best selves and shine that out for the world. So take care, everyone. I love you so much, and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening. You made it all the way to the end of the episode, which means you are committed to making yourself a priority so you can be empowered to do the work you were called to do in the world. How amazing is that? If you would like even more content just like this, please remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate it if you left an honest review too. Hey, I want you to know I'm here for you beyond the boundaries of this podcast. You can follow me on social media at Architecting Podcast or visit architectingpodcast.com to download some great free resources. Take care, everyone, and stay inspired.